evening, folks. Um, I am uh, still here at the Valencia Hotel uh, here in Cairo. It's my last night in Cairo, and um, I am um, going to be... I, I did a little walking tour today, and then I'm going to be heading out to the Grand... or the, the Bazaar, uh, which... Let's see the name... Uh, the bazaar's name is Khan Al Khalili. Um, I expect to be putting my two, my dual Arabic phrases, La Shokran, which means no thanks, and Misha Eyes, which means I don't need it to work. Um, by the way, sorry for the background noise. I thought it would be um, cool to, I, I kind of like to do these podcasts out in the streets or somewhere um, in public because just to get a little sort of background flavor to them but hopefully it's not too much that you can't hear the the actual voice um, just to kind of set the scene the, I, I might have described it before so I apologize if it's a repeat but the Valencia Hotel occupies two floors of like a six or seven story building and um the two floors are encased in glass. Like, well, they have like glass doors and partitions. And once you go inside there, it's really neat and clean, and the rooms are pretty nice and and comfortable and everything. But the hallway and the building itself is pretty. You know, um, there's a lot of. We'll just, we'll just say there's a lot of Egyptian patina to them. Um, they're they're kind of these dusty. It's kind of this dusty staircase, and there's like you know construction going on in part of the building there's like some cats that like live in the building you might be able to hear hear some of them meowing um there's actually this one little cat that has some kittens super cute but kind of sad uh i i think some of the people here like to leave some food for it um but um yeah whenever i see stray animals dogs or cats and stuff there's a little like paying of oh I wish I could do something I wish I could just bring them all home with me but that's impossible of course um so yeah it's um I I, I have to say I, if you're ever coming to Cairo um I do recommend the Valencia the the, the uh, owner Abdul and his staff are super nice they've been very helpful um I found it on Hostel World um thinking it was a hostel because it says Valencia Hostel but it's really more of a hotel. Um, it's not really a hostel. Um, so, uh, so I reserved both. Both initially when I got to Cairo, and then when I came back from Luxor, um, um, I reserved a five-bed dorm room. But for some reason, they they put me in like a two-bed room all to myself both times. Um, for the same price, which is like $13 a night, so it's incredibly inexpensive. Um, and just anything I need, the staff is just super helpful, and they're super nice and stuff. Like like I've found most people here in Egypt to be, I mean, um, I really haven't run into like any bad people or anything like that. So if you're thinking like, well, I don't know, just based on my very limited sample... I would I would say that um, people here in Egypt have been very friendly and 
you know, even if they don't speak much English, um, they'll usually, like, you'll have people kind of stop you in the street and, uh, or kind of, you know, say welcome or where are you from or, you know, or, and you say America or America and they say, oh, America, very good or number one or very strong or whatever. And they, you know, and they seem pretty genuine about it too. So, um, and I'm going to try to have my friend Aaron on uh, a separate podcast. Um, Aaron lived for, I believe, five to six years in Abu Dhabi, UAE, and she's done a lot of extensive traveling around the Middle East and other places, too. So um, I took her out to lunch and picked her brain about, you know, um, Greece and, and Egypt, and later on I'll be going to Georgia so she was very helpful with that and I, I just want to like get her take as somebody who's like lived extensively in other countries in, in Middle Eastern countries and travel in Middle Eastern countries um, to get her take on what life has been like um, for her especially as a single woman to um, be interesting so I look forward to that um, and let's see so oh another thing I'm just kind of so one of the things I realized is a lot of my podcasts are very just sort of rambling and I will try to get better at having them be a little bit more organized. And I discovered this magical invention. I don't know if it's a Western thing, but it's called, it's called, this guy's like yelling. These construction workers are kind of going by with bags of cement and stuff. Um, but it's this magical thing called bullet points. Um, having an actual outline of things I want to talk about will be a great help to me in the future for future podcasts and for any listeners, hopefully. So, um, so hopefully, hopefully the background noise isn't too much. Um, I thought, I think it adds a little color. You can hear like the construction going on. You can hear people talking and stuff. Um, if, if it's too much, I'll try to move, but, um, I'll, I'm going to keep this one a, kind of short so um bear with me um <clears throat> so so tonight's my last night in cairo um i don't really have a big agenda i i got up this morning and decided to just go walk walk somewhere here i'll, I'll move I'm, I'm gonna move they're doing a lot of activity going on right now these poor guys are carrying huge sacks of concrete up the stairs. Hey, Abdul. Good. New, more hotel? This is uh, my podcast. Say hello. <laughs> this is Abdul. He's the owner. Owner, yeah. How long have you owned this hotel? How long? How long? Three years. Very nice hotel. I was telling my friends, like, stay at the Valencia. It's really good. Don't forget the review and also order. Of course. Of course. I will. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That was Abdul, the owner. Um, so, okay. So this is a little bit more quiet. Sorry about that. Um, I'm just in the foyer of the second floor. They're expanding the hotel, um, so there's a lot of activity in the stairway. Anyway, um, so what was I saying? So this morning, um, I 
decided to just take a walk um, to a mosque. Um, uh, well, at first I was going to go to the bazaar this morning, but then Same, who is this really adorable um, woman who um, she's one of the receptionists and she's super nice and very helpful. Um, <clears throat> she told me that it's better to go in the evening when they're like most of the shops are open and everything. So I decided to delay that and then just go and, and I asked her if there's anywhere else to go and she gave me the name of uh, this mosque to go check out. And so I did basically just pulled it up on Google Maps and walked. It was about a little less than an hour walk. And I just love um, little walking missions, especially in a new city, um, just because, you know, you kind of you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know the best path to take. I'm just following Google basically. So you end up walking on a lot of like streets and places that you might otherwise not go. Um, and you get just to see like a slice of life that way. Um, so I love taking just little pictures when I feel like it's appropriate, um, along the way, just to kind of hopefully give people a little, um, glimpse of kind of just what like the average like life on the street is like and um like as i've mentioned before cairo is a big hot chaotic city um and it's but in a way that for me as a traveler i like that i I mean i like um just not just just not really knowing what to expect and then being surprised by some of the things that you see. And, um, and so I just have these little, like little images and things in my head of things I, I see. So, you know, like there's like this little market and, and this, this woman wearing a hijab and selling lentils, or I saw this, um, uh, police officer, um, I believe they're police officers. There's different types of police. So there's these, these guys that wear like black berets and then like white shirt and pants with mortar, uh, what are they called? Uh, epaulets. Um, and one of those police guys was riding a motorcycle with his, what I assumed was his young son just sitting in front of him. I don't know, taking him to school or taking him somewhere. I just thought that, like, I didn't take a picture of it, but I, I just thought it was such a cool, um, just one of those things that you see and you're like, oh, that's, that's so cool. Um, there's just so many of those little things. It's like, I, it's impossible to number all of them and it's impossible to do them justice with like an iPhone camera. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I should probably take more videos and stuff, but, um, videos just, are hard to upload and they take a long time and stuff. But, um, <clears throat> so I, uh, walked to the mosques and, 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 uh, this, and, and basically it wasn't super photogenic. Like I've been to other mosques, like, um, the, the blue mosque and the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul or the grand mosque in Abu Dhabi. And those are, like those are actual like tourist destinations where people come from around the world just to see them, even if they're not like, um, uh, you know, Muslim or even if they're not there to pray, they're just there to see the amazing architecture and everything. And this mosque, sorry, I don't remember the name. Um, I have it written down somewhere, but, um, it wasn't like that or anything. I, I mean, it was cool and I took some pictures. Um, but 
um, I decided I wanted to go inside. and So it was more of like just a functional mosque that probably people in the neighborhood go to and just to pray or do their prayers and stuff. And, um, and I, you know, I'm not, um, religious per se. I don't follow any religion. Um, I was raised Jewish, but, uh, I kind of went from like agnostic to atheist. I mean, I, we can do a whole nother podcast about this, but, um, but one, one thing I do like, um, is just like sitting in an old church and just kind of, especially like when you're walking around a big loud city and there's lots of cars and honking and noise and people shouting and stuff just to like get a little sanctuary and a little respite from all the, the hubbub and to sit in a pew and just to have some few minutes of like quiet contemplation or even meditation, which I've done, you know, which I've especially started doing the last few years, um, is just a nice experience. Um, so I went into the entryway of this mosque and I really wasn't sure how they would take it if I just like walked in. And of course you've got to, um, take your shoes off. So I, um, so I just stood in the entryway and I was kind of like peeking in and there was people already in there praying, not too many, only about like 10 or 15 or so. So it wasn't like completely full. Um, but then this old man came up and he was, he was walking in and I just kind of looked at him and I pointed inside and I put the thumbs up with like shrugging my shoulders. Like, is it okay? And he said, yeah, you know, he just like waved me in. So he, and, and I also was wearing shorts and short sleeve shirt. I was like, I didn't know if that would be an issue. So, but I got the go ahead from this man who appeared, I don't know, to give me permission. So took off my shoes, went inside. Um, most of the parishioners or, um, I don't know what you would call them. They were up front and there's a guy kind of leading the prayer and there's like a microphone and he's, you know, there's some, some periodic chants and stuff. And, I'll have to go and research like more what the, the daily prayers mean or signify or or whatever. But, um, so I just went into the, to the back, um, where there was, you know, so, so in the mosque, there's all these little prayer rugs and they're all arranged in rows. And, um, and, but in the, in the back, they had some benches. So I just sat on a bench, like out of the way, trying not to disturb the prayers and I just sat there and just kind of had some moments to myself with some contemplation and I just did a quick meditation and um, I snapped some photos when I thought it was appropriate or that nobody would see me (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah it was just a really cool experience And, and just that little like nonverbal interaction with the man in the entryway like was a cool experience I, it's hard to describe such as there's such small little things like these little these little vignettes that I like describe with like the policeman with his chat with his son on the motorcycle or the man like waving me into the moss like oh yeah it's no big deal like go ahead you know um you know you're sitting there and you you don't really know what's what the rules are and you don't know how you're viewed as a foreigner, as a Westerner. 
Um, you've got all this propaganda from movies and TV shows about, you know, like Islam and everything built up in your head. And you've got all these like sort of um, um, just, I mean, you just have all this, this these associations with things like a mosque and stuff. Um, but it was just, you know, I can, I can really see why people are drawn to the religion in terms of just some of the practices like the the dietary practices the daily prayer um i and and i haven't had super deep conversations with um other muslims about this so i would love to if anyone knows more more about it like i would love to hear your input or your feedback and i would love love to and i'll try to get some um some um, info from Aaron when I talk to her, but um, it's just I could see living in what looks to me like a pretty stressful, chaotic, you know, lifestyle um, where everybody's just you know trying to like feed their families and and everybody's just you know trying to make it in the world um, where just a little structure, a little moment of, of like quiet and, and devotion, um, must be a very cleansing thing to them is just, that's my completely uninformed, um, sort of observation about it. Um, like when I was taking the train, the, uh, I guess it was the night before last back to Cairo and I went in search of the bathroom and I like opened up one of the cars and in between the cars there was a guy just he had his rug out and he was just doing a little prayer wasn't bothering anybody wasn't making a big show of it he was just doing his thing you know and I've got to believe that like um that's really just what it's about for most people and and I've met and I've met um a fair number of, of non-Muslims or non-practicing Muslims. And then also a couple of my guides were actually are Christian. Um, I was told that the numbers of Christians in Egypt is somewhere between 18 and like 22%. Um, so it's kind of a high number. Um, I learned that, um, I'll have to go and look at the history a little bit more detail, but I learned that, you know, when the Romans were in charge and they were hunting down Christians, you know, Egypt was kind of the, maybe it's not the Romans, maybe it was earlier than that, but, um, definitely they were hunted down by the Romans. Um, but the, the Christians fled to Egypt, um, to escape persecution and they would hide in old Egyptian temples. So there's one of the temples that I posted pictures of, I think it's Karnak Temple, but I might be wrong. It might be Luxor Temple. There were the two that I saw on the same day, and they both were really spectacular. No, it was definitely Luxor Temple. Um, yeah, that was the one where, um, in the back of the temple, there's a there's actually a Christian. There was a Christian church, and you can see the. I don't know the name of it, but it's that curved part of the back of of most Christian churches, and then there were some frescoes of. Um, there was one partial fresco of the Last Supper, so I took a halfway decent picture of that. 
Um, and then also in that same temple, and so the temple, I think Luxor Temple is several thousand, is like several thousand years before. It's somewhere along the lines of like 1500 to 2000 years BC. Um, but then when Islam came about, um, the entire temple was buried in sand and the, and they built a mosque on top of the temple and then later discovered the temple and unburied it. So the mosque is actually sitting like 15 feet above or 15 to 20 feet above the ground level of the temple. Um, and it still exists there and still a functioning mosque. So in within this, like, I don't know, 1500, 2000 year old Egyptian temple with all these, you know, Egyptian gods and everything and just beautiful columns and, you know, all the stuff of the pictures I've been posting the last few days. Um, there's both a mosque, a functioning mosque, and then the remnants of an old Christian church that was then, um, basically, you know, when the Romans came, they, they, I don't, you know, they took all the Christians and probably did horrible stuff to them. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting. Um, all those things kind of coexisting in one spot. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting, maybe hard to penetrate religion just because we're just not um, exposed to it on a daily basis. But there is, I think there's just a lot of, you know, propaganda about Muslims and Islam in general. Um, and yeah, we can talk about theology and doctrine and all that stuff. And there's, there's, you know, reams of discussion to be had about that, about treatment of women, about all this stuff. But um, I think when you're here, at least here in Egypt, um, and based on my limited my limited time in Egypt, UAE, and, and Turkey, um, which are probably on the more more of the um, less conservative Muslim countries that there are. Um, you know, it just doesn't feel like this um, big oppressive thing. It just feels like it's just kind of like a way of life for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, you see a, most, I would say, seventy um, percent of the women wearing hijabs. You see a few people, few more um, conservative women wearing burqas. Like it's it's not super prevalent, but they are, you know, here and there you see them. But, you know, when you, when you see that, it's just like, it just, you kind of get used to it and it just seems like, um, a normal part of the dress. You know, you, you also see like, um, men that wear tunics and stuff. So I assume that they're more religious. Um, but I don't know. It's just not as, I don't know. I, I don't want to make any grand sweeping, um, you know, conclusions about based on my limited experience, but it's just, just some of my observations. And I'll just, just say that like the, the, um, the little interactions, the little vignettes and stuff that I saw, um, were really great. And just the, the, just the opportunity to be like a, a fly on the wall per se in a non-touristy mosque and just kind of watch like the prayer and just kind of have a little, quiet contemplation to myself was, was a really cool experience.
Um, so I left that um, I left that mosque and then um, called an Uber. I haven't used Uber in Egypt yet, but uh, it was a little funny because um, um, because just like Uber in the states, I mean they, they um, say, "Oh, here's your driver, uh, Tamir, and it, he's driving a silver Hyundai." And his license plate number is like three five six something, but then you look at all the license plates and all the numbers are in Arabic. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm trying to find this car, but I don't know, I don't know which number is what. <laughs> um, but anyway, it wasn't a big deal. He 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 saw me and he picked me out and we um, jumped in and he was a super nice guy. Um, we had a nice chat and uh, actually jumped out before the hotel because I saw this what I thought was like a falafel place and I was getting kind of hungry um, and then he also he, I was like hey just let me out here it was I, I knew it was close to my hotel and uh, but then he pointed out this like old coffee shop um, called Cafe Rich or Rich um, and it was just like a nice little place I had a cup of tea with mint, which is really nice. Um, it's a good way to settle the stomach, by the way. Um, and then went over to the, which actually turned out to be like a shawarma place. Um, and just got like a shawarma. I mean, the whole, like it was like a shawarma and a water. It was like a dollar fifty or something crazy. Um, it's kind of interesting, like when we were on the tourist circuit in Luxor and Aswan and the boats pull up and all the people disgorge off the boats and and so all the kiosks and stuff are just you realize how much they're like overcharging everybody but it's still not that much but you know they're charging like 20 for a bottle of water 20 uh, Egyptian pounds for like a bottle of water or something like that and in here you can get it for like 5 pounds you know um it's it's not even I don't even worry about it but it's just it's just kind of funny um, and uh, yeah so um, um, so just you know the small little like authentic experiences and exchanges um, are really cool and I'm gonna feel really dumb if I already mentioned this but I, I just remembered another anecdote from yesterday. Um, I don't think I did mention this, but I, I posted about it on Facebook. But um, uh, so I I noticed there's a KFC by my hotel, and I got to be honest, the food in Egypt, the stuff I've had so far, is pretty bland. It's not that great. I mean, it's it's okay. It's just it, there's not a lot of taste to it. Um, um, there's been some really great food experiences like going to the Koshari place and just other food experiences and stuff. Like the food on the boat was just like, you know, it's like a buffet so you can eat as much as you want, but it doesn't taste, it's not like, it's, it's not like super tasty. And then, um, um, so anyway, I was like, you know, I just want some freaking flavor. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to KFC and uh, I, I walk out of the hotel, and I see one of my buddies from the other night. So these, these are the guys. I did a, a whole podcast where they were trying to teach me this, like, um, little chant. I, I, I have no idea. I, I believe it has something to do with, like, we have big penises or something. Because there's these little, like, things where, like, hand signals that you do. And I'm sure it's dirty. I have no idea what it means. But anyway, I recognize one of them. 
he's got he's this dude who he's who's always got a baseball cap and he's got long kind of wavy hair kind of looks like maybe like a young ice cube or something and uh like young short ice cube um and he's like hey zach what you know and he's he's got a little bit of english not very much but he's got he knows a few words and stuff he's like where are you going and i i'm like i'm going to eat he's like eat um oh come with me so he like takes me to his friend's little um place and uh it's just like this little hole in the wall literally a hole in the wall um and they and I've seen it before. I've seen this kind of food before. I don't know the name of it. I'm trying to figure out the name of it, but it's basic. It's a real simple thing. It's like some flatbread, some beans, basically like almost like refried beans, and then um, like a little salad of like some peppers and some other stuff, and then this other leafy vegetable. I'm not sure what it was, um, and then you can sprinkle some spice or some salt on it, and then. Um, he he cracked open some shallots. I think they're they're kind of like shallots. They're basically like small little onions. So it's like basically like a real simple kind of almost like a taco. At least that's how I was eating it. Um, gotta say the the place was a little hygiene wise a little little less than desired. But I was really appreciating the experience of just hanging out. And, you know, he's, like, introducing me to, like, everybody, to the owner of the shop, to, like, other dudes, like, hanging out there and stuff. And he's like, oh, and, and then you have, like, a little exchange, and some of them speak a little English, and they're, like, high-fiving you and, you know, shaking your hand and stuff. I just love that. Like, I just love the, like, just, you know, there's, like, these local, like, there's, like, these um, um, kind of local dudes, and they're just, they've kind of, like, whenever they see me, they're, like, genuinely... Like, hey, Zach, how's it going, you know? And uh, and then he took me to, uh, I complimented him on his shoes, so he took me to his friend's store that, like, sells shoes. Um, and then we went to this other place. His friend had a cafe. Again, another tiny little hole in the wall. Got some chai, or shy. Um, and, yeah, and that was, you know, pretty much it. He just kind of, like, gave me, like, a little walking tour of his hood. And... Uh, again like that that again i'll just keep saying like that that kind of like spontaneous um interaction is the stuff that i love um about travel and it's hard to just manufacture it's hard to go, go out and say i'm gonna go meet some locals and you you know um it, it's really dependent on the, the the circumstances and where you're at and what country you're at and what their culture is and and everything um yeah, I mean, Egypt is a poor country and like there are like it's not like there's all these like fancy restaurants and stuff and stuff catered to foreign tourists and whatever. So there's like that. So if you're if you're needing that experience, it's not the place for you, but because it's not touristy as a as a westerner or a foreigner, you stand out and something about their culture, they're just very curious and warm and like a lot of people um point at my dog tattoo and they they're, they like want to know about that they want to know that i don't know they just want they they want to just a little interaction with the foreigner and stuff and and it's all very like genuine and, and warm and friendly like the, is my experience so um i definitely feel safe and and uh 
um, like like welcomed here. Um, the only I would say the only dangerous thing is just the the crazy traffic and crossing streets in the middle, like while cars are whizzing by, and, um, and you know that's that takes some little getting used to. But um, yeah, so I'm off to the bazaar. I'm sure I'll have some more um, impressions and experiences and pictures to share. Um, but I just wanted to share that today and. Uh, and I'm leaving tomorrow for Lebanon, so I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping that, because I love Lebanese food, I'm, like, when, when I'm back in Portland, I get, like, specific cravings just for Lebanese food and hummus and and um, chickpeas and tabbouleh and, like, all that stuff. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it, like, lives up to my, my expectations. Um, and... And I'm just looking forward to another adventure in, in, in Beirut um, and other maybe possibly other cities too. Um, so that's all for now, and I will see you when I see you. Thanks. Thanks.